What's up, guys? Happy Valentine's Day. In the spirit of Valentine's Day, I love you guys. But only as a friend. Let's not make it weird, right? <laughs> okay, so there you go. Uh, so who here has a cell phone? Cell phone, tablets, any kind of mobile device? How many of you accidentally got it wet, submerged it in water, maybe, a lot, and just destroyed it, right? So I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you guys a story when I, of when I had my first touchscreen phone. It wasn't even a smartphone. It was a touchscreen phone. Some of you guys might remember that. Um, and I remember, like, I got it, and, like, a week later, I went to summer camp with, my, uh, with an old youth group I used to go to. And on the last day, me and my buddies, we were just kind of swimming in the water, and there was, like, a dock there that, uh, I don't know, went a couple meters out, and then you could just, you know, jump into the water from the end of the dock. And I thought, okay, it's the last day. I'm going to run down this dock full speed and swan dive into the water, right? It was going to be a belly flop, but I'm, I can't swan dive. So I start running Mach 5. I'm going. I am going so fast. Like, the commitment's in there. There's too much momentum. If you, like, threw a rock in front of me, like, the rock would shatter. It was, like, that kind of fast, right? And then, I don't know, I was probably here, and then the edge of the dock is where the keyboard is, and I remembered my phone's in my pocket. I'm running way too fast. The dock is wet. My legs just stop moving. Like, they're, they're straight like this. They stop moving, but I keep going forward. I'm sliding forward, you know? And at the end of the dock, there's, like, a rail that sits that high up from the edge of the dock. So, like, I'm sliding, and then, boom, boom, and I just pivot into the water, right? I jump out of the water as fast as I can, and there's somebody there, like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just got to get out of here. And I jump out of the water, and I take off running. I go to the kitchen. Now, this was the last day of camp. So all like the kitchen stuff, they already packed it all up and everything. So I start ripping through the boxes and everything. I'm tearing them open and I find it. I find a bag of rice. Now, what you do when you get a phone wet is you got to take it apart and throw it in a bag of rice because, you know, what, what does that do? It, the rice absorbs the water, right? So you got to leave it in there for a long time. So I put it all in there and I, you know, sit there, say a quick little prayer. Like, this is a new phone, man. Like, I want it to work. Um, and then a five-hour car ride home later, I get home, and I think, okay, moment of truth here. So I pull the phone out. I put it all back together. I plug it into the wall. Bing, a little green light pops on. Oh, it's charging, right? I'm getting a little stoked here. So I give it a couple minutes to charge, and it charges, you know, just so the battery can have some kind of charge. And here it is, moment of truth. I click the power button. Screen lights up. Whoo! My parents just bought me that phone, and it still works I was stoked. I was like, yes, the phone works. It was great. So I tell you this story because uh, it has something to do with what we're talking about tonight. By the way, quick little cooking tip. If anybody here is ever cooking rice and you add a little too much water, just throw some cell phones in there and it'll absorb all the water, right? Just a cooking tip because um, people have that many cell phones lying around, I guess, right? So, all right, so tonight, <laughs> I want to tell you guys that story because it's, it's similar to the story we're going to talk about tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the story of a man, you guys might have heard of it, who was dead and brought back to life. This is the story of Lazarus. Lazarus. Now, Lazarus, Lazarus was one of Jesus' close friends, one of his dear friends. So we're going to be in John chapter 11, if you guys wanted to turn there real quick, and I'm just going to get right into it. So in the beginning of this chapter, Jesus was told that his dear friend Lazarus was very, very sick, like gravely ill, on his deathbed, ready to croak, kind of sick, Right? People are telling him, like, Jesus, your friend is very sick. We need to go help him out. We need to go at him. And Jesus says, this sickness will not end in death. No. For it is, 
it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified in it. It says that in verse 4. It's also right there on the screen. So people are probably thinking, like, okay, I mean, Jesus says it's not going to end in death. His sickness will end in death, so he should be fine, right? But Jesus goes to Bethany, which is where Lazarus was. Uh, anyway, he goes there to check on him. And upon his arrival, he finds out Lazarus is dead. Wait a minute. People are probably thinking, like, didn't he just say this sickness will not end in death? What's going on? So Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha. And Martha came out to Jesus and was, you know, happy to see him, but was also very sad, saying, Jesus, if you were here earlier, Lazarus would not have died. And just to confirm, Lazarus is, like, for sure dead. It's not like he fell asleep and just didn't wake up, but his heart's still kind of beating. Like, his heart rate is zero right now. He's dead. He's in a tomb. He's wrapped in linen and cloth. He's been in that tomb for four days. So, yeah, he's, he's for sure dead. So if you've already turned to John chapter 11, we're going to be going through verses 21 through 26. Uh, and it's on the screen if you want to read along. And this is uh, Martha talking to Jesus. Lord, said Martha to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. She's talking about the resurrection of the last day, you know, sort of that revelation stuff. Um, moving on, 20, 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? So after Jesus, this is a conversation Jesus had with Martha. After they finished that conversation, Martha went to go find her sister Mary. And she got Mary, brought him to Jesus, and they brought, took him to Lazarus's tomb where he was buried. And, you know, tombs back then, they would roll a huge stone in front of it so that nothing uh, could get in, nothing could get out. I don't know if you really want anything coming out of tombs. Uh, a little creepy. So Jesus asked a few people to roll that stone away, to move, move that big stone in front of it. Martha told Jesus, Lazarus has been dead for four days. He's starting to smell. There's really no hope for him at this point, you know. He's starting to smell. He's cold. Uh, the bugs are starting to eat him. Jesus replied to her, and he says this way later in the chapter, verse 40. He replies to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So, on with the story. They rolled the stone away, and Jesus calls out into the tomb. He says, Lazarus, come out. It wasn't me. My phone's not on me. <laughs> and he says, Lazarus, come out. Now, wouldn't that be weird? You're at a funeral, and, like, somebody just walks up and goes, hey, get up. Come on. Like, time to get up. That'd be weird, right? So Jesus calls out, Lazarus, come out. And lo and behold, somebody starts walking out of that tomb, and it's Lazarus. It's crazy, huh? He's wrapped in the linen, kind of like a mummy, you know? He's wrapped in it, and Jesus tells people, like, take those linens off of him. And yeah, it's for sure Lazarus, and he's alive, and he's warm, no bugs eating him. He's, it's there. And there was a crowd of people watching, too. And I bet out of everybody who was in that crowd, Lazarus was probably the most stoked that he was back. Right? He's like, holy smokes, I got a second chance at life here, man. This is great. Like, I was just took a long nap, and now I'm back. Let's do this again. He was, he was I bet, probably a good chance he was excited. And that's the story of Lazarus. Jesus brought him back. And the big idea here is 
that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. That's the big idea here. And that's what he told Martha in that conversation. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Right? So it's got a few points for you guys here. The first point is Jesus has power over death. That's the first point. Now, in this passage, in this, in this uh, story, Jesus is making a really bold statement when he says he has power over death, you know? And it's not like a, a superpower he has. He's not like an X-Men where he's like, Ching, claws and bring people back. It's not like that. It's more like he is resurrection and life. He doesn't have that power, but he, that's what he is. And the key word here is Jesus is the resurrection. He's the life. That word the is very important. Claire talked about it last week, meaning he is the only one. There's, he's not a resurrection. He's not a life. He's the resurrection, the life. There's nobody else, just him. Which leads me to my next point. Jesus says he is the life. Now, later on, uh, I believe next week we're going to be talking about how Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life. And we're focusing on the life here right now. Uh, so you guys are prepared next week, right? So what he's saying here is when he says that I am the life. Okay, well, what does that mean, the life? A life kind of makes more sense grammatically, right? But I am the life. It means that he is he's the answer for the curse that happened way back in Genesis chapter 3. When Adam and Eve ate of the tree they weren't supposed to, thus spiritually killing mankind, severing that bond that they had with God. And Jesus is the answer for that curse that happened so long ago. And if we really understand, you know, after re- hearing this story, if we really understand how brief our time on this earth is, like if you think about it, like if I had a rope that extended from that wall to that wall, li- our lives on this earth would be like a little, little like pen mark. You know, if you took a pen, beep, that was it right there. And it would be closer to like the beginning too. That's what it would be. Just sort of a, a mental picture in your head of what eternity would look like. So if we really understand how brief our time is on this earth, compared to the big picture, compared to eternity, and we had an eternal mindset, like, okay, once I'm done here on this earth, once my physical body is dead, I'm going to spend an eternity somewhere else. What would change? If you really understood that, yeah, you're gonna, your, your spirit is going to spend an eternity somewhere else after your physical body dies on this earth, what would change in your life? How would it change? Just a quick example of what it's like to have life in Christ, what it's like to be alive in Christ. I told my small group this story, so don't spoil it. So I've told you guys about my grandpa uh, before. On my mom's side, he's, he was a, a pastor who spent 12 years in prison for being a pastor. I'm going to tell you guys about my other grandpa on my dad's side. And he was a military guy. That whole, my, whole, the, my dad's entire side of the family, they were all military. So it's a military family. Uh, that's why I'm so tough, right? <laughs> Ouch. That hurts. Anyway, so my grandpa on my dad's side, he was in the Russian military, and he was what's called uh, a Kazakh, is what that is. Spelt C-O-S-S-A-C-K in English. Um, and what they were, the Kazakhs, what they were, he was specifically, he was a Don Kazakh, so originally from Macedonia. And they are like the special forces of um, the European military, specifically in, in his case it was the Russian military, the special forces. You know, like uh, in the army we have the Green Berets and the Rangers. In the Navy, we have the Navy SEALs, um, so on and so forth. So that's, that's what he was. He was up there. So physically, he was very fit. He was strong. He was fast. You have to be. You know, you can't just be some 
couch potato who eats Doritos off of his belly and going, yeah, yep, I could do special forces, right? You can't be that. So now picture this. Me and my grandpa, you know, my grandpa, his prime, me and my prime yesterday, um, we're on a track, like a track you'd run around, right? And we're getting ready for a race, a 100-meter foot race, right? The gun goes off, pow, and we take off. One second into the race, it's obvious I'm going to win, right? Why? Because my grandpa died a long time ago. I know it's kind of a creepy example. Bear with me. My point is, me being alive in that race, because my grandpa died long ago. He died when my dad was 17. Me being alive in that race gave me a tremendous advantage. And that's what having life in Christ is like. It gives you a tremendous advantage. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it says that we are dead in our sins. Spiritually dead in our sins. Adam and Eve ate of the tree. That's it. We were dead in our sins. The difference between being alive in Christ and not being alive in Christ is like the difference between being physically dead and physically alive. It's, it's there. The difference is there. You know it is. People know it is. They see it, right? So it kind of leads me into my third point here. Those who believe, like Jesus said, those who believe have eternal life. In verse 26 of that passage, Jesus asks Martha, do you believe this? And he's telling her, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Do you believe this, he asks her. And I want to ask you guys the same question here tonight. Do you believe this? Do you believe Jesus is the resurrection and the life? <laughs> in the passage, he says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. You will live even though you die. Whoever lives believing in me will never die. Whoever lives believing in Jesus will never die. That's crazy, right? Right. So I want you guys to, to bow your heads, close your eyes, don't look around, put your cell phones away, I see it. All right, bow your heads, close your eyes, and truthfully answer this question to yourselves. Don't tell your neighbor, don't tell, no, don't whisper it out loud, just really think about it and ask yourself, do I believe this? Do I believe Jesus is the resurrection and the life? I'll give you a hint. If it's an I don't know, it's a no. It's either a yes or a no, for sure. And guys, if you're asking yourself this question and your answer is no, then I challenge you. I challenge you tonight. Talk to a leader. Talk to a leader. We would love to talk to you about this. I challenge you. Don't leave this room tonight until you've talked to a leader if your answer to that question is no. If you need to, grab a friend to go with you. I know sometimes that could be a scary talk to have. Jesus wants you to be alive in him so that you can have an eternal life with him. If you have that, if you really understand the short time we have on this earth and the fact that we're going to spend an eternity somewhere after we die, whether it be heaven or hell, then really ask yourself that question. Really think about it. Father God, I want to I thank you for sending your son uh, on this earth to die on the cross for our sins. And um, you know, we, we don't have a chance to be with you without him. And I want to thank you for that. And Lord, I pray that tonight um, you challenge our hearts and you challenge our minds 
and you really get us, you know, help us to, to really think, do we have a life in you? Do we have new life through you? Lord, I pray that's something that, um, that eats at our hearts, knowing that we may even have friends who don't, don't know you, who don't have a new life in you, Lord. And I pray that you will use us in whatever you, way you can so that we can get them to know who you are, Lord. I pray these things in your name. Amen.